across the road, pecking gravel in the noonday sun. Shaking her tail like the queen of the yard, not minding anyone. Welcome to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Building the Bakken, the most trusted energy brand in the Bakken today. My name is Jason Spies. I'm your host. And once again, we'd like to thank you for choosing Building the Bakken in this busy, busy world in a place where you can get your content from almost anywhere, not only can you get it from the small computer that is small enough to be held in your hand and be used as a communication device? Just a very long way to say cell phone. But so much of us get our content from our cell phones and our computers that not only are newspapers and radio stations and television stations still places to get your content, but just the other day I was at a gas station and right there in the center of the gas pumps is a television set about the size of, oh, I don't know, 8 by 10 maybe a small piece of paper, something like that. Steve Harvey's on there giving me the news. He's talking about something or another. I'm not sure. I'm pumping gas, but now I got Steve Harvey at the gas station giving me content. So it just seems like everybody and anyone and anything and everything is getting content these days. So we're just saying thank you very much for choosing Building the Bakken and the Crude Life Media Network to be your source for some energy and some economic and some community and just some good old oil and gas news. Because quite honestly, when you really think about it, the oil and gas industry is what powers America. I mean, the only industry to add jobs in the last 10 years is the oil and gas industry, not technology, not the young millennial entrepreneurs, not agriculture, not you name it. I mean, the only industry, oil and gas industry. Well, technically the mining industry, but it's the oil and gas industry within the mining industry. So we're very, very excited to be doing this program, and we've got a great program today. Awesome, awesome guests. Meridian Energy Group has a brand new exciting permit that they were allocated. It's the water allocation permit for the Davis Refinery. was upheld by the North Dakota Administrative Law Judge. Once again, Meridian is validated by the letter of the law and by innovation and by the environment. So they just have have some great stuff happening there in Belfield, North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group, the new Davis Refinery, the first Greenfield refinery to be built in the United States in the last 50 years, and it's happening in the Bakken oil field. And we do a weekly update. Uh, this week, we talked to the CEO, William Prentice, about uh, just kind of getting an update on there. But as I mentioned, uh, the big news that just came out hot off the press is Meridian Energy Group's water allocation permit for the Davis refinery was upheld by the North Dakota Administrative Law Judge. So another step and another hurdle taken care of by the Meridian Energy Group and the Davis refinery. Then we talk with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings. He argues against a Wall Street Journal article that 2019 is going to be a down year for oil and gas. Well, Cottrell explains how the energy industry needs to reinvent how they assess value on record companies. We also talk a little mergers and acquisitions with Chris Cottrell in the oil and gas industry. His project prediction, small to mid-sized companies projected to be prime for that uh, bot being merged or possibly even going out of business. So 2019 for those small to mid-sized company 
going to be a critical year for a lot of those individuals. And then we talk with Chase Broussard with Dealmakers. He explains how his cyclonic sand separator works in the oil patch. The one thing I truly love about the energy industry is their ability to be just true capitalists. I mean, someone working on a rig figures out a new vibrating tube and they become an overnight sensation within the industry. But this cyclonic sand separator is one of those neat, innovative, uh, I guess, devices, tools that is being used in the oil patch. So a little Shale Play USA with Chase Broussard of Dealmakers and a cyclonic sand separator. All that plus much more on today's episode of Building the Bakken Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Mock and Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. You mind your own business, but you better pay attention to. You might turn a blind eye on the world, but there's always an eye on you. There's always an eye on you. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Lilies in the yard, coming into bloom. Everyone is young. Everything is new. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we talk with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. But first, this announcement hot off the press this week with the Meridian Energy Group and their water allocation permit for the Davis Refinery. The announcement was that the administrative law judge has recommended that the Office of North Dakota State Engineer affirm the water allocation permit for Meridian, which was issued in July of 2017. So after almost a year and a half, they're finally getting the okay. Meridian has received the recommendation decision from the Office of the State Engineer for the Davis Refinery Allocation Permit for the groundwater to be drawn from the Dakota Aquifer. Now, the Dakota Aquifer is a briny, non-potable water formation approximately 5,700 feet below the Earth's surface. What does all that mean? That means it doesn't compete in any way with any other potable water consumption. So nobody's going to be drinking this water. Nobody's even using this water for anything. It is not for human consumption. All this information and data has been scientifically verified and confirmed by analysis So the decision of the Office of State Engineer has now been reviewed and the recommendation has been issued that the Office of State Engineers should once again approve the allocation as permitted. So once again, very good news for the Meridian Energy Group and the Davis Refinery and the citizens of Belfield, North Dakota. Another hurdle has been uh, jumped over, another step closer to the reality of the Davis Refinery, the first Greenfield Refinery to be built in the United States in the last 50 years. Davis Refinery, once again, is being designed with a throughput capacity of 49,500 barrels per day of Bakken crude oil. And now let's get a quick update from William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, 
on the Davis Refinery as part of our weekly Davis Refinery update. What are you hearing from some of the locals, by the way? I know that, um, you know, a year ago, they were very much in favor of it. You know, flash forward a year. um, Are are they still, you know, as as much in favor of it now that they've had a year or two digest it? Has anybody come forward with any complaints or are they still, you know, showing up to the meetings and giving you guys pat on the backs and saying, let's get this thing built? Well, you know, we're, we're in the litigation phase on several of our permits. That was anticipated. Uh, we seem to be holding our own. So we're kind of out of the public appearance uh, sort of business on the on this part of the project. Uh, whenever there's any kind of a hearing or anything like that, we still have people showing up in support of the project, and we're, we're very grateful for that. But uh, by and large, uh, everybody's just kind of waiting for us to, uh, to get a little bit more showing up in the field to to demonstrate that this project is actually getting built. So, you know, as of right now, everybody that drives by will occasionally comment back to us if they're happy to see the earthwork uh, sure. being done. But I think everybody's going to be a lot happier when uh, when they see steel going up and, and see people getting hired. To listen to the full-length interview with William Prentice or to listen to other Crude Life full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check out all of our social media network as well as our other programs at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host. This is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. What you gonna do when you're not free? No one in the world would ever take you for a killer With your ponytail and your baby blue eyes Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Up next we talk with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings. Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings. Excellent, and I appreciate you joining the program here. And I tell you, I got a recent blog post, guest post, written article. I guess I'm not even really sure how to phrase them these days because so many blog posts are written better than articles are in newspapers. So I hate to detract from one to do to the other. But uh, that's what we're going to kind of talk about a little bit. You, You called it fracking fracking's secret problem i guess debunked fracking secret problem so um first of all let's let's start off by uh, introducing yourself a little bit and then we'll go into the um debunked fracking secret problem and kind of go from there a little bit so uh where where are you located so i'm uh located in uh houston texas okay i'm a uh energy mergers and acquisitions attorney which basically means that I help uh, energy-related companies buy and sell assets, and uh, and I and I uh, work for a firm called Paul Hastings. Okay, so it, it's safe to say that you got your finger on the pulse of a lot of uh, mergers, acquisitions, energy talk, that sort of thing, and you're able to filter through which is uh, hearsay, scuttlebutt, and which ones are probably more likely to happen than not would that be fair to say well we yeah you know we try to do our best to stay stay close to our clients and and hear what's going on and and you know keep our ear to the ground okay well let's talk about your column here debunked fracking secret problem just uh i guess what 
what what what what led you to I guess have that title? You know, I mean, there's there's kind of a lot in there. You got debunked and secrets, so it, it's very eye catching, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So so uh, you know, as you know, oil prices uh, have come down from you know high of seventy five at, at the uh, beginning of October. You know, and, you know, all the way down to forty five at the end of the year. Um, seems like prices have stabilized a bit at 50 um but at any time you see a big price drop in the industry there, there seems to be a lot of articles uh written you know kind of trashing the industry and and you know trying to pull facts and figures to kind of misrepresent the the truth you know i was i was going uh, through my news feed one morning and I and I came across this Wall Street Journal article um, you know and it was titled fracking secret problem oh wells aren't producing as much as forecasted so they that was published last week January 2nd and uh, you know after after going through it I, I felt that it was you know mischaracterized a lot, a lot about our industry and I felt that someone needed to uh you know make it clear you know and you're talking about the uh, wall street journals article the one that fracking secret problem correct yes absolutely okay and and in their deal they were just like you said they were talking about the oil wells aren't producing as much which is not uh a new finding i mean the uh the wells have been have been, uh, you know, having a pretty steep drop-off since, you know, six, seven, eight years ago since they really started doing a lot of the uh, fracking and hydraulic fracturing, that sort of thing. Um, what? Let's talk a little bit uh, before we, I guess, get too far a little bit of a sidebar. Uh, what did you make of the Wall Street Journal article, I guess? Well, you know, I, I think you're right. I think, I think uh, you know, on, on average pretty well known that that you know some wells and some uh shale plays aren't producing what was expected you know the the um i guess the surprising thing for me was that it seemed like the wall street journal article wasn't researched very well um and the other thing about the article was that it skewed a lot of the you know background the history in the industry as well as a lot of the projections that they showed well what i've noticed and and this is going to be a total little sidebar here um the reason i kind of mentioned earlier about the blogs and how they seem to be a lot of bloggers these days seem to be doing better journalism than a lot of the you know journalists i guess is it almost seems like you know the wall street journal is telling you how to feel and a lot of the you know bloggers and people like yourself are telling us facts, and so we can actually come to our own conclusions and make up our own mind. Um, that, that's what I got out of that Wall Street Journal is almost there was more emotion in there than there was fact. Do, do you know what I'm saying by that? Am I way off base? Well, I definitely agree with with uh, you know it seemed like it was a one sided argument, right? There, there's there seems to be a a shift particularly when we read articles about the oil and gas industry every now and then you come across these these articles that are just one-sided they're not down the fairway and 
you know, I don't, I don't know if you want to kind of talk about the article, but, you know, essentially what they're arguing uh, is that over time, you know, it seems like the market has moved away from from the way that they valued oil and gas companies in 2007 to where where we are today, right? They're, they're, the market's valuing these companies at historic highs. And, you know, basically they're, they're saying, well, you know, it's because the industry is creating this, all this propaganda and, and false, uh, you know, analysis of their proved reserves, which is, you know, about as far from the truth as, as you can get. And, you know, the other disappointing thing about the article is that, you know, at the very top, it had a, it had a figure, you know, that they, that they had made, I guess, but, you know, it only had about six companies on there, um, which really skews a lot of the analysis. Sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, SEC, if you wouldn't mind a little bit, because they have to be involved here with a lot of the methodology and even the valuation portion of it. Um, a lot of the rules and regulations have changed over the past decade. How does that play into all this when it comes to evaluating and coming out with uh, even prognosticating what's going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a, that's a really good point. Um, you know, the, the SEC came out with a, with a ruling uh, December 31st, 2008, they, they came out with a, a, a new rule that essentially revised the disclosure requirements for oil and gas companies, you know, related to their reserves. And what the SEC was trying to do is, is modernize and update the disclosure requirements to reflect the industry. And you know, the changes in the industry, the practices in the industry. And, you know, the other thing is that they, they feel it's very important to present investors with information that, that they're going to find valuable. Um, so essentially, you know, one of the changes that they adopted was that they were going to start having uh, companies value their reserves on a 12-month, you know, first of the of the day of the month historical average, you know, after 2008. Before 2008, you were allowed to value reserves based on something called spot pricing. And what spot pricing is, is pricing on, on the, you know, one day, the spot pricing for the one single day, and, and they were allowed to value their reserves, um, you know, on the last day of the year for the prior year. Mr. Chris Cottrell, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're talking with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings about the Wall Street Journal article that the idea of 2019 is going to be a down year for oil and gas. Cottrell explains how the energy industry needs to reinvent how they assess value on energy companies. Just a moment, we're going to continue our conversation with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings about whether 2019 is going to be a moderate year, maybe a hotbed of a year, or it's going to be a down year for merger and acquisition activity 
in the oil and gas industry. Coming up, we'll continue our interview with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings right here on Building the Bakken Radio. My name is Jason Spies. I'm your host, and this is the Crude Life Media Network. This week, we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable hatch coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about hatch coaching. I got to watch him give a talk at TEDx Brookings, and I saw him come into his own where he shared uncomfortable things from his past in a way that created a teaching environment. And Eric's somebody that could easily lead with all he's accomplished, and it's a long list. To find out more information about hatch coaching or to have Eric Hatch come to your company or event, visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. I've been moving around a lot these days From apartment to apartment State to state And it doesn't really matter where I go there's only one place I could call my own. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we continue our conversation with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings. How does investors play into this? Have um, you seen them increase, drop, I guess, when it comes to these different rules and regulations and inflated pricing and that sort of thing? What are uh, investors saying in this whole thing? Are they investing, not investing, waiting to see? I guess just kind of from there, the investment standpoint, because I do want to ask you about the word uncertainty as well, because that word has been coming up more and more in the last few months, and that's what they used during the last downturn was uncertainty. So uh, let's talk about the investment side of things. Just kind of what, what are some of your investors saying about either the article or just kind of some, some of the sentiments, either from what you're arguing or what the Wall Street Journal is trying to put out there? Well, so if you apply the rules, you know, well, let me back up for a second. You know, I think, I think we know that, that there's, you know, in general in the stock market, there's a little bit of turbulence right now uh, that hopefully is, is correcting as, as we begin this year. You know, there's, there's global trade issues, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, lot of things that go into, you know, what affects the financial markets. But I think overall we can agree that there's some turbulence right now. Sure. Um, 
applying that to the oil and gas industry, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're experiencing a downturn in pricing. So, you know, mix the global issues with, with the pricing, we got partic- hit particularly hard, you know, at, at the end of last year and so far this, you know, the beginning of 2019. If you take the SEC uh, methodology, you know, it, it can produce kind of funny results. Uh, you know, I think you kind of see that in the Wall Street Journal article. But, you know, I'll, I'll throw some numbers out at you, and, and uh, you can understand kind of the situation. So if you go back to January 1st of 2007, prices were right – at about 60 bucks a barrel and you go you fast forward to the end of the year in 2007 and prices were right at 95 bucks a barrel and the average for the entire year was about 71 dollars if you fast forward to 2017 prices were uh the beginning of the year at 52 dollars they they raised to 60 dollars at the end of 2017 and the average for 2017 was $51. And so I know that's confusing, uh, but essentially what you have to ask yourself is, you know, if you're an investor in 2017, you see, you see prices start at 52 bucks, end at 60, do you think prices will continue to rise you know, past 60, or, or are they going to fall back to the average of 2017, which was 51, right? And and so I think a lot of people were predicting prices to continue to increase in 2018, which they did, you know, up until October. And, you know, going back to 2007, if, if they had the rules at that time, you know, they would have had to, uh, value the reserves at seventy-one dollars for that year, you know, but price prices finished out strong at ninety-five. So if you can book reserves at ninety-five bucks a barrel, you know, obviously you're going to get a much higher number than if you're if you're booking reserves at fifty-one, right? So so effectively, what you're getting is you know, a a year that could close very strong with pricing, like in twenty seventeen at sixty but you're still stuck at the 51 number and, and it could artificially lower the reserve value for these companies. Sure. Uh, Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings, uh, mergers acquisitions attorney. We're talking a little bit about um, some of the activity happening in the oil and gas industry, as well as I would say behind the scenes as well. Every time there seems to be a downturn, there does seem to be some mergers and acquisitions. Just kind of seems to be the nature of the beast, whether it's centralization or whatever the case might be. I think the last time it was a Baker Hughes and Halliburton even. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like it seems like everybody's uh, open for mergers and acquisitions during during these times. Um, I wanted to ask you about the steel tariffs. And I don't know if you guys have done any talk on this or heard anything from your uh, clients or, or colleagues, but I've heard a few rumblings up here in the uh, upper Midwest and in the sh- some of the uh, Colorado Rockies and, and um, I should say the Rocky Mountain region as well as the Bakken 
Just some concerns because there's so much infrastructure projects going on with pipelines. And, of course, pipelines use steel. And, of course, there's a lot of uh, midstream companies that use steel as well. And so their concerns are when the taxes or the tariffs or whatever kick in. Uh, have you heard anything uh, in discussion when it comes to any sort of new tariffs, taxes, fees, regulatory costs in the 2019 you know that that's left to be seen. I think I think you know you, you do hear a lot of grumblings. I think I think people, you know, want those tariffs to be lifted. They want they want the the market efficiency. They want you know the lowest pricing they can get for for those goods. And so, you know, not only does it affect the midstream pipeline infrastructure uh, projects, but it it, it does to a, a certain extent affect, um, you know, upstream drilling because steel's also involved in that process. So I think, I think we all want to see, you know, the cheapest pricing possible. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody really knows quite what to expect yet. I mean, they know it's coming, but they don't know what to do until it, I guess, hits. And a lot of costs are being absorbed, I guess. But um it's interesting how that's going to play out. That's that's one of those things I've been watching because that seems to be a little bit different during this downturn than, say, the last one. I mean, up in the Bakken, where I'm located, the uh, last downturn, they still were drilling about a million barrels a day. So they were able to uh, go down to almost like a pulse of, of uh, rig count, but they were still able to produce quite a bit, um, still. Uh, with with low prices so I, to me that just seemed like the industry changed a little bit to where they almost had a little bit more um predictability as opposed to the boom bust cycle than it was back in the 80s and that sort of thing um have you guys noticed that at all with any of your clients that the the you know the new age of oil or uh the modern shale play have anybody commented on how that's different over the last 20 30 years yeah i mean you know the shell plays, you know, it's it's truly a, a phenomenal success story, and you know, one thing I, I want your listeners to to um, realize or think about is the fact that shell play shell plays are not unique to the United States. To listen to the full length interview with Chris Cottrell with Paul Hastings, or to check out other full length interviews. Visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, you can check out our other social media links like our Facebook page, Twitter accounts. Sign up for our newsletter. All that is available at thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. Take a job, find a wife, finally settle down. But right now, I'm addicted. And freedom at my selfish solitude provides And I'd hate to think that I'd become a stranger To the place where I was born Where my heart still resides Where the nighttime lights earth and light on the horizon Under the soft red glow of the wintertime sleep clouds all the memories come falling down on me every time I roll.
back to town Every time I roll Back around This week we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable hatch coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber president of the United Way of Cass Clay says about Hatch Coaching. Leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. You can run from the wintertime in the midnight black. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we talk with Chase Broussard with Dealmakers. A cyclonic sand separator, like a cyclone, cyclonic, right? And, okay, so talk to me about that. Just, you know, give yourself a plug for that product and explain how that gets integrated and works in the oil and gas industry for the people listening out there. The Cyclonic Stand Separator is is a unique product. It's it's a solution uh, to the industry for EMPs that are facing a problem with sand, uh, destroying their uh, production equipment, which can be very, very costly. So, in turn, the Cyclone Sand Separator can reduce your costs for damages, and it can in turn separate the solids in the flow stream. Um, it does so in a fashion that um, it creates the, a cyclone effect, and the solids are disposed of uh, by way of the drain. Um, and for us, it's been a success. And I've sold many of them at, um, in different pressure ratings, and I look forward to 2019 and selling a lot more. Well, good luck to you on that. Yeah, and we'll have to check back in to see um, how that, uh, I don't know, how how that side business is doing and and everything like that for you. Uh, So you got some international business you've found in 2018. Yes, Um, Midland's still going pretty good. Are you doing any business uh, in any other shale place? Uh, 
Yeah, um, so I'm targeting South Texas uh, really hard right now because uh, that's something that's coming back, I do believe, as well as North Louisiana um, and the Haynesville and the East Texas and North Louisiana portions. Um, I got some rental heaters out in that area, so uh, they're just busy in, in multiple regions. And um, I'm working on a project that I can't speak about, but it's for the Gulf of Mexico. It's another solution. Um, it's a big deal uh, for an oil company where we're providing a separator um, and working with one of my partners uh, over at KWI. So I'm looking forward to that um, coming through. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. You know, anywhere there's there's a need for me to provide what I am. Uh, solution guy yeah so um as far as industry wise where, where did you see most of the attention coming from in the past year was it oil and gas was it the fabrication side of things was the construction uh where, where was most of your um success i guess so what i've noticed and mentioned earlier this year is that the oil and gas separators were a huge need in our market and it's carrying into 2019 as well. The fabrication market for the first and second quarter was it was really active for us. Um, the third and fourth quarter, we saw a slowdown. Um, and I have opinions that I could share, but uh, it's something I that's something I do strategically with my partners. Uh, and that's what gives me the edge, you know, is being able to see the, the swing in the markets and, and being able to uh, plan for those. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing that I've noticed is... Um... The infrastructure, you know, it's it's we're, we're at almost like a ceiling with a lot of different things because there's the pipelines are full. You just can't, you know, the rails are full, the pipelines are full. They're not going to do much more with trucks. Um, so right now it's a good time for like these cyclonic uh, sand separators, some of these science projects, because they've got the time right now to maybe listen to some of these 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 deals and some of these different things because <laughs> I think once these pipelines get built, man, they're going to be busy again and they're going to be flying all That's over. Exactly yeah, you That's know what exactly I mean. Right. Like I, I think I think 2019 is really a critical year for a lot of uh, small to mid sized businesses to get some contracts. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent on that, and uh, I'm looking forward to the shelf really really blowing up on uh, 2019 and, and the Gulf of Mexico to begin coming back as well. Oh, I think Lake Charles is going to blow up next year. Um, yes. The, 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 in Corpus Christi, of course, which is no secret, I'm starting to see that in Forbes and Wall Street Journal. I mean, we were talking about that a year and a half ago, two years ago on this program, um, because, well, it's just, it's, it's a no-brainer. It all heads down there. And then, of course, the Lake Charles and um, every, Shreveport, everything going on in Louisiana, that's mostly going to be like the plastics and the LNG and... Um, a lot of that sort of petrochemicals is going to be out of Louisiana is what I've been seeing a lot of. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Anyway, uh, so uh, in, any plans uh, for the for the uh, holidays and New Year's, that sort of thing? Yeah, uh, we got big plans, just uh, spending quality time with our family and uh, enjoying uh, the blessings that God has put upon us, you know? Yeah, I hear you, man. That's how it is. So I'll kind of give you final thoughts, uh, final words, any things that we, we forgot to mention, anything you want to reiterate and mention again, just kind of uh, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, finally, I'd like to thank all the requests and purchases and last but not least the support that uh, Bruce Hart Energy Solutions has seen in the marketplace uh, since beginning and especially this year. To listen to the full-length interview with Chase Broussard from Dealmakers or to listen to other full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. 
while you're at thecrudelife.com, be sure to check out our social media network, maybe our t-shirts for sale, and don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter. My name is Jason Spies. I'm your host. This is Building the Bakken Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. And you keep trying to tell yourself the sun will come up. And a little bit of strength you got left is going to be enough. When you get to me, I'm going to unfold my arms. So you got a place to land. And that concludes another awesome episode of Building the Bakken Radio. And I would like to personally thank each and every one of you who listened and tuned in our program this week. There are so many options out there for content and entertainment today. And we are so grateful that you have chosen Building the Bakken Radio and the Crude Life Media Network for your option today. Again, thank you once again for listening to our program, our non-political, non-polarizing program known as Building the Bakken Radio. Now, was there an interview that you wanted to check out? Well, you can access past shows, features, and full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. We would also like to invite you to be a part of our social media network. Join our ever-growing army of energy enthusiasts. We have quite a presence in many of the shale plays, like the Permian, Eagleford, Marcellus, Niobrara, and many, many more. It's all part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out. If you go to crudelife.com, click on our social media tabs. We've got a list of our social media sites, over 350,000 followers. We're strong. We're growing every day when we invite you to be a part of our social media network here at the Crude Life Media Network. Now, when you're at the crudelife.com, be sure to click on our sponsors page. These sponsors make this program happen. Now, we've got some outstanding sponsors here at the Crude Life Media Network, and we ask you to please support them when you can. You know what? Heck, just reach out and say hello sometime. That's nothing like a nice hello. Click on the sponsors page. Check them out, crudelife.com. Thank you once again for listening to Building the Bakken Radio this week. We will be back next week right here on this radio station at this time once again. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Thank you once again for joining us this week, and remember, keep calm and frack on. Got glitter in the headlights, like silver sprites. They disappear like phantoms in waves of white. And every drop of water in the world is ice. Sharpened in the sickles like silver knives The lines keep coming where the lanes divide It's you and the road in the middle of the night It's you and the road in the middle of the night This week we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. It's gonna be enough to me, I'm gonna unfold my arms, so you got a place to land, let's soften. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, 
and then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 